0: You know, I've been around a long time. I know how hard this is.
1: From the political science department at UW-Madison. Am
0: I exasperated? Absolutely, I'm exasperated.
1: I'm Adam Wigger.
0: This country's gone through tough times before, and we're going to do it again.
1: And I'm Sam Beisman. This is more work
2: than in my previous
1: life. I thought it would be easier. And this is 1050 basketball. <laughs> Today on 1050 Bascom, we are extremely grateful to the UW-Madison College Democrats and College Republicans for taking the time to talk with us today about what the election looks like on campus, what they're doing this semester, and more. Thanks so much to Keeley Collins, Communications Director for the GOP Badgers, and Rihanna Mukherjee, the Chair of the College Democrats, for joining us today. First things first, thank you so much for joining us today on 1050 Bascom. Do you both want to start us off with a little introduction about yourself?
3: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So my name is Keely Collins. I am a junior here at UW-Madison pursuing a bachelor's degree in communications. I am with GOP Badgers. I serve as their communications director, so I handle all the press, media, and social media for the club. Um, which is pretty thrilling. I have been a part of it since freshman year. Last year, I was the social media director In a sense, now moved up. And then on top of that commitment, I am also a College of Letters and Science representative in student government on the ASM Council.
2: My name is Rihanna and I am the chair of the College Dems of UW-Madison. Um, I am a sophomore and a poli-sci major and um, I am on the VCFA study group on um, shared governance, and I'm excited to be here.
0: All right. Uh, well, of course, thank you so much for coming on today, and thank you so much for, uh, you know, both ag- agreeing uh, to be in this at the same virtual room. I suppose, you know, uh, you know, we talk so much about about partisanship and whatnot, but it's, uh, you know, it's good it's good to all come together and and chat about this stuff. And there's a lot to chat about because we are, in fact in the middle of an election, and a presidential election at that. Um, So first, I I wanna ask uh, the both of you to just kind of share with us a little bit of your perspective on how you feel like the student body of UW-Madison and politically active students at UW-Madison are interacting with this election. What issues are students passionate about this cycle? And what are the reasons that you find why students are choosing their particular candidate.
3: Okay, so what we've realized through um, just talking with students and hearing what people care about, students really care about the economy, they care about getting a job after graduation, and then freedom of speech on campuses is also a huge issue. And those are all issues President Trump has made a priority. Um, And that's why I think we've realized a lot of college students are In support of President Trump, unfortunately, it seems as though a lot of Republican students, specifically at UW-Madison, are scared to speak out and say that they, who they support, that they identify as a Republican in fear of backlash from either the university, professors, even peers, um, which is really a shame, but that's also a big part of our club is just ensuring those people know that they not only have a place and a home within our club, but they also have a home within the republican movement um and just prioritizing that on campus that's kind of what we've been spending time talking to students about and kind of communicating with is hearing those concerns that they have for yeah just the country
0: thank you so much for sharing that um rihanna i i want to shift to you now maybe more on uh the progressive side of uh the student political spectrum what uh issues do you feel like this uh the students you interact with are being motivated by to participate in this election?
2: Um, Yeah, so obviously I can only speak from um, a progressive perspective, being a Democrat myself and um, engaging with Democratic students. But I think what... I think of right off the bat is the climate crisis. Um, students on campus are really aware of that and Joe Biden throughout um, the course of his campaign has really taken that seriously and so a lot of students are excited to see action on that because obviously our congress is gridlocked and no legislation in terms of the climate crisis is going to move forward um, in the foreseeable future. The other thing I think that's really important to a lot of progressive students on campus is um, racial equity. I'm going to say, honestly, I don't think that the Biden campaign can necessarily fix that, but I think it's a step in Um, acknowledging that we have racial gaps, um, especially in wealth in this country, and um, creating ways for um, people of color to be on the same level as other individuals.
1: Absolutely, thank you both for sharing um, those reasons and those issues that you think students are, you know, really rallying around right now. I'm really interested to hear what uh, the semester has been like for the organizations that you both represent, you know, especially Um, We are having to have meetings that are not in person and, you know, all these different kinds of events that we're having to fix and change because of, you know, the COVID-19 situation. So I would love to hear what you guys or what your, you know, organizations are doing um, this semester. Uh, Rihanna, do you want to start?
2: Sure. So, um, yeah, we all know that uh, we're in a virtual setting and... In some ways, it's been difficult to engage students, but in other ways, I think there's things we can take advantage of. Um, Students on campus are really engaged um, with their phones, and so taking advantage of that has been great. Um, We use a lot of relational organizing, so texting friends, direct messaging friends, family, exes, coworkers. Um, So that's something that we really have been pushing this election cycle. And I think another thing that from our club perspective that's been important is focusing on um, volunteers and organizers' mental health because that can be overwhelming in a pandemic in an election year in general. So kind of giving people the space to make sure that they're volunteering and are signed up for shifts, but also giving them the opportunity to connect with each other and have the space to express frustrations and feel like they're supported throughout the process.
1: Absolutely. Now, keely what has the GOP Badgers operation looked like this semester?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as Rayana had mentioned, we also are virtual, um, just you know, following all university guidelines. So it is harder to connect, um, as she had also said with like group members, general members, and even getting new members in, it's hard because since the um, org fair was virtual, that also made it harder to bring new members in too. which I don't know if you guys also had that same problem. I feel like most clubs did, it was a bit harder. So that's obviously brought new challenges. Um, However, we've been really optimistic and trying to stay positive throughout all of this and still providing weekly events for all of our members to virtually tune into via Zoom. We've been bringing in different representatives, congressmen, uh, even some people within the Trump campaign and Trump victory, which I guess segue into that, then that's who we do a lot of our virtual canvassing and campaigning with is through the Trump victory program. Um, And I guess one really cool thing we got to do as a way to connect with more young college Republicans was participate in Trump victory's MAGA madness competition this past month. And so they basically had universities From 47 different states in the District of Columbia all tune in on Zoom calls together and then we faced off weekly to see who could make the most voter contacts for President Trump and so it was a March Madness style bracket and there were over 3.1 million voter contacts made which was incredible to see everyone rally together and hop on those Zoom calls and get so excited and feed off that energy even virtually which I think is harder to do off of a screen they still were able to feed off of that energy. And one cool thing is, Wisconsin, we ended up winning. So, college Republican clubs at universities around Wisconsin made the most contacts. And just in the final week of competition, actually made over 360,000 voter contacts. So, people are fired up, even though we're still virtual. We haven't really had a problem with getting people excited about the election. But regardless of whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, what I've at least have sensed and felt on campus is people are just excited to vote. They're excited to be involved and they want to make their voice heard. And that's awesome. Like, I love that everyone's trying to register to vote. We've been pushing, regardless of your political affiliation, register to vote, you know, and express that awesome right that we all have here in America. So there's an excitement. I don't think that can be denied.
0: Well, you know, on that subject, that's something that I want to drill down a little bit more because, um, Keely, you're uh, absolutely right. Both of your organizations have also been working during this time not just to connect with partisan voters, but also just to do general get-out-the-vote efforts in general. And again, it's also something that's been complicated by the pandemic. So I want to open this up a little bit more and expand on this topic and talk about how both of your organizations have been working to get out the vote and also how you've been navigating around COVID-19 in this space. Um, Rihanna, why don't we start with you again, just for consistency's sake.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, so kind of to Keely's point about voter registration on campus, I think we're really blessed to have a great city clerk's office here in Madison um, and really great other campus organizations that we can work with. Um, such as Badgers Vote that really cares about making um, voting accessible to students and making it clear as to how out of students, excuse me, out of state students can vote. And um, so I think that that has helped a lot from our side of things, but in terms of get out the vote efforts um, in this last weekend, we have a lot going on. So we are phone banking throughout the weekend and Monday and Tuesday, but on top of that, just doing final pushes, so making sure people get their ballots in um, and calling people to make sure that they have access to their polling location, they have transportation, they know how to get there, um, things like that. But I would also say that um, I'm really excited Um, Because it is virtual, we can't have speakers here, unfortunately, but the other day we had Congresswoman um, Ilhan Omar visit virtually as well as um, Congressman Mark Pocan. And this weekend we're going to have Senator Bernie Sanders join us on Saturday, so that will be cool.
0: Keely, is there anything else that you'd like to add regarding, I know you've already touched on this a little bit, but uh, now just that we're speaking on this topic a little bit more specifically, is there anything else that you'd like to add about the college Republicans specific uh, voter registration or voter drive efforts, or uh, do you feel like you've kind of already covered it?
3: I mean, and I think think Rayana did a great job too, explaining, I mean, Badger's vote. I think between our two organizations, we kind of use those same nonpartisan groups to also enforce getting registered to vote and, you know, exercising that right. I know for us, a big tool of ours has been social media because we have pretty large following on our followings on our social pages. So we've been using those um, accounts to push registering to vote, sending links out um, that provide information on how to vote, and just trying to reach out to that younger crowd via social media, since so many students are on social media. We found that to be a helpful way too, on top of all the other efforts that are happening, and I think between both clubs.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to know what kinds of information you guys are really pushing and emphasizing towards students. Um you know, Ryan, I think you mentioned this, um, especially concerning like out-of-state students. Um, you know, there are potentially some barriers that people face, especially with voter identification and things like that. So I guess my question is, what kinds of specific information are both of your organizations um, pushing towards voters so that they um, can, like you said, Keely, uh, you know, exercise that most important, right?
3: basically what we really emphasize is some important things you need to know about voting because it's not quite as simple as just you know you show up anywhere (laughs) to any poll location and just vote there it's a bit more complicated especially obviously the selection with absentee mail-in ballots and then voting early absentee there's just a lot of different dynamics going on. And each of those require a decent amount of explanation. And so like I said, we do rely heavily on other sources and sites like websites that we have established that explain all of that. But um, also just whenever we talk to students, if we're on Zoom calls, um, if we're texting students, whichever way we're choosing to communicate, we always emphasize that A, mail-in ballots have to be postmarked by election day. That's the last day to have them postmarked for your vote to count. And we've kind of found that a lot of students actually didn't know that. So I think that we found that was a really important thing to push. Um, But then also that you actually, in the state of Wisconsin, it's one of the few states where you only need one form of voter ID. So you only need one identification to vote, which is pretty simple and easy. And then on top of that, Wisconsin does offer same-day voter registration, which not every state offers. So we always tell people you're kind of in a great state to vote because if you are a Wisconsin resident, they do make it pretty easy for you to be able to vote and exercise that right.
1: Now, Rihanna, what kinds of information uh, are the college Dems sharing?
3: So I guess I'll be honest.
2: I am an out-of-state student, and so some of the barriers that I faced when registering to vote um, made it the process kind of difficult um, compared to registering to vote in my home state and voting there. Um, So because of that, I do think that um, while for in-state students, it might be more simple um, for out-of-state students, there are um, some issues. So one of the things that um, we kind of dealt with this year was what do we do about um, voter ID cards for people who don't have Wisconsin-issued IDs? Um, In a typical in-person election year, you would go to the Union South Wiscard office and get your voter ID issued from the WISCART office, but unfortunately that was closed due to um, increasing cases of COVID on campus, and so we were kind of scrambling. Um, currently ASM has um, this program and it's through vote.wisc.edu, it's a great website for any student who wants to register, um, and you can just get an electronic ID. So. That hopefully will be true going forward, and that website will stay up so that voting and registering to vote is more accessible to out of state students. But unfortunately, um, I feel like we still have some barriers here um, to allowing students from different places to vote. And I'm just going to say, I think that's also on purpose um, because I think our legislature doesn't always want students to be able to vote.
0: All right. Well, Speaking of student voting, right now, I want us to pretend that we're not talking on a podcast, but I want I want you both to pretend that we're on a stage, and there's a podium in front of you, and in the audience is every UW-Madison student who has not made up their mind about this election. It is all of the undecided voters at UW-Madison standing in front of you, and they're about to cast their vote, but they don't know who they're going to vote for, and not only that, But the election is so close in Wisconsin that whoever they might decide to vote for is probably going to swing the city, which is probably going to swing the county, and then the state, and then probably the country. So right now, it is up to both of you to make the pitch for your preferred presidential candidate to this group of undecided UW-Madison voters who will swing the election. So, Healy, I want to start with you why should students vote for president trump
3: absolutely i feel like i need a microphone or something like where's my stage (laughs) but you know i think the big thing to emphasize is president trump is a trump is a president for you like he is fully he wants to see college students succeed he wants you to get that job after graduation i mean he has been hitting Unemployment lows. There are more jobs available right now than people to fill them, actually, and it's predicted if he's president again, he plans that within 10 months, he will have created over 11 million new jobs. It's insane. So he really is the job president is what I like to call him. And as college students, that's the big thing, because there has been a job shortage in the past, and it's always so stressful graduating. I know I'm about to graduate, and so I'm constantly thinking, what am I going to do post-grad? I need to make sure I have a job so I can pay taxes. I can afford a car. I can afford a roof over my head, you know, things like that. And our president supports every one of those things. And on top of you then getting your job, He's gonna make sure that you get to keep the money that's in your paycheck. You don't have to give it all away because it's your hard earned money. He's gonna lower taxes for everyone, which helps everyone. It doesn't just make the rich get richer. It doesn't do that. It helps everyone. It's trickle down economics. And so he really is a president for you and for you to succeed. And so economically, I don't think there's a better president for college students. Then on top of that, socially, In terms of of more social issues, President Trump really stands true to the Constitution, what our founding fathers founded this incredible country on, those values, freedom of speech, to express opinions where you want and how you want and when you want, not having that stifled, which I think personally as a Republican on this campus, I've come to realize is a true, true amazing honor, Um, and not always um honored in certain systems so he really fights for the college students specifically but then also people just depending, what, depending on what career you're going into ensuring that you have that right to have a different opinion than someone that your co-worker that's sitting next to you or the student that's sitting next to you he wants you to be able to have a separate opinion and it seems like right now the institution the opposite side is pushing against that and doesn't want that to happen they don't want everyone to have different opinions. They don't want you to disagree with each other. It all has to be one way, whereas President Trump wants you to be able to think freely, to have your own thoughts. Um, and so I would say those are like the top issues and the reason why you should vote for Trump. Sorry, that was a little bit long. Um, but I'll stop there because I could keep going and I'm a talker, so <laughs> I will cut my time.
0: All right. Uh, you cut your time to the moderator. There's a polite round of applause from the student audience, some quiet murmurings back and forth. Then I shift over to Rihanna to make the pitch for former Vice President Biden.
2: Biden's plan is called Build Back Better. And the reason why is because there are things in our country that we really need to address right now. Um, the first being the climate crisis. I mentioned that earlier. But um Vice President Biden has a very progressive plan to combat the climate crisis. And I think it's important that we realize that the um, climate crisis in combatant will create more jobs for people. So you think about um, creating green energy, those industries are going to open up the job market. And also we need to realize that the climate crisis affects um, communities of color and low-income folks first. And so that's why it is essential and at the top of the list. The second thing is caregiving, um, especially during COVID 19. We can see how healthcare workers and um, elderly folks, for example, in nursing homes, as well as the people taking care of them, are affected the most. And he believes that we really need to invest in our workers, whether that's through healthcare or um, stimulus checks, to um, really help these people who are struggling during this time. Also, um, Joe Biden believes in investing in American jobs, so that means investing in the jobs that we already have here and not overseas. And he also believes that we need to address the racial wealth gap. Um, And I'll just say from my own perspective, it is really um, refreshing and exciting to see Kamala Harris be the next Vice President um, as a person of color and a woman that is um, really incredible to see somebody who looks like you um be up on that stage
0: i want to thank you both for that that was um that was great i feel like that was um you know a really really great summary of both both positions and thank you for for doing that kind of on the spot um but then i guess to offer a, a summary say a, say a too long didn't read of both of those if you had to describe your candidate in one word what would that word be?
3: So I would use the word patriotic, I guess, I think is the best fitting word. President Trump cares about the American people. He has struck incredible trade deals, bringing jobs back from China and back from other countries back to America, which is awesome. That's another reason why unemployment's low and there's so many new jobs Um, He really does care about Americans. He wants to ensure that the government is staying small and not infringing upon people's rights, whether that's the right to bear arms, um, which is a big obviously Republican issue, keeping that constitutional right, or as I said, being able to speak freely of your opinion um, on social media and not getting censored, for instance. So he really, he wants to put Americans first. In the past four years, he has been putting Americans first. How he handled COVID, he was putting Americans first. Right away, he hopped on addressing COVID-19. And since April, COVID-19 deaths have gone down. The death rate has declined by 85% because Trump was so proactive in addressing the issue. And an issue, a thing that normally takes five years to develop a vaccine, he has been able to do in five to six months, by focusing on bureaucracy and getting people to do the work that needs to be done quickly and efficiently. And I mean, I think that is the best way to show it too is just how Trump has handled coronavirus and jumped on it so quickly and addressed it so well, very fast. Um, That just shows that he's putting Americans first because he's caring about their lives and wants everyone to make it out of this pandemic together and stronger than ever.
0: All right. Thank you so much. And uh, Rihanna, if you had to describe former Vice President Biden in one word, what word would you use?
2: Um, I would describe former President, excuse me, former Vice President Joe Biden as productive. And I would use the word productive because I think in talking about his plan, Build Back Better, he really understands that we have a lot of work to get done. Um, I'm going to respectfully disagree with Keeley in talking about COVID cases. I personally think that President Trump hasn't handled the situation well. His entire administration and many individuals um, and the staff have contracted the virus, and we have lost, unfortunately, over 200,000 Americans. So um, from a Democratic perspective, I think there's a lot of work to get done, and um, I'm excited to see the results um, next week.
1: Absolutely. Thank you both so much. As we wrap up today, I just have one last question. And, you know, we're thinking ahead to just Tuesday, but I kind of want to think a little bit past that now. What are your organization's plans for the rest of the semester after we, you know, wrap up this important chapter in American history?
2: I'm sure um, GOP Badgers is contemplating this too, but we don't know what next semester will look like on campus. um, If we will be hybrid in the same fashion or will be more in person. And so I think for now, our plans are to try to keep the momentum um, from the election and the passion and excitement that volunteers and uh, members have um, and channel that into legislative advocacy. So we're hoping to work with Um, maybe some of the city council members here in Madison, um, as well as the Dean County Board of Supervisors to help um, pass progressive legislation. I think we, um, as students, have a really important role um, for civic engagement. And so I'm hoping that that's something we can do coming out of the election and to continue keeping our members engaged.
1: Absolutely, thank you. Keely, what are your organization's next steps?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, the week after, I think we're just like not going to have any meetings and give our members a week to just decompress because a lot of them have been canvassing and helping out so much. So we're going to take a little bit of a break there. <laughs> just a time to breathe. And then after that, we'll resume our weekly meetings. Um, we love having people hop on our Zoom calls. We're speaking with some pretty big speakers right now. Um, and just bringing in key political figures onto our zoom calls in the republican party giving our call our students and the people in our club the opportunity to have conversations with these people that are high up and famous in that regard Um, whether they're keynote speakers they're on a podcast or they're a politician in office giving them the opportunity to network and communicate with those people um, because those conversations normally, great things come from them, whether it's job opportunities, which we always are pushing for our members. We constantly are putting out internship opportunities and job openings at the Capitol, whatnot. So really just encouraging our members to continue, as Rihanna said, you know, staying involved, keeping that involvement up. Um, we always we kind of have a continuous recruitment period where we don't just stop at the club and org fair. We keep it going year round. So we're just, we're over 700 members now, but we'd like to hit up to 800, especially by next fall. So just continuing recruitment efforts. And as Rihanna said, keeping young people involved in politics because people really have gotten so fired up leading up to this election. It would be a shame to see all that fire and excitement just dissipate and go away. So we wanna keep that momentum.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. For more information about 1050 Bascom, visit polisci.wisc.edu and search for 1050 Bascom. 1050 Bascom is edited by Adam Wigger and Sam Beisman, produced by Amy Gangle, and recorded remotely. For now.